episode 13, I got Scotty Cutthro Barber. Also, uh, raise it like 50% owner of Imperial Barber Products and mm -hmm. half owner of Razor Razorbacks Barbershop in the city of Long Beach. Long Beach. Scotty, thank you for inviting me to your home and of course anytime get this little podcast going buddy you know, always invited I truly appreciate you uh in every podcast i always like to start with um how did you get started in cutting hair um well in the early 90s you know buzzed heads and the mushroom the mushroom haircut was in and i started fucking up my friend's hair in the backyard my mom had a a clipper kit that she got from from Sears. In fact, I think I still have it. And uh, just started cutting in the backyard, just doing buzzed heads and and the mushroom. And then uh, when I was in high school, one of my friends, well, I used to go to his house and work out after school. And his brother was a barber. His brother would come home with big old wads of money. So then, after high school, he ended up going to barber school, and I ended up going to work at West Coast Customs. And then I went to a few other shops after that, and then. Got tired of working on cars, then finally went to barber school. Damn. So you work at West Coast Customs? Mm -hmm. Dude, they've been around for a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Longer than people know. Yeah. Like, they started back in back in the early to mid-90s with mini trucks. <clears throat> yeah, the S10s, they would drop them and do all kinds of crazy. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people don't know day. that, but but Ryan, the, the owner, was a, a mini truck guy. That's how he started. Really? Mm -hmm. Damn, see, I didn't know that. I, I knew about them because obviously Lowrider Magazine and all all the other uh, magazines that would come out, like mm -hmm. in cars, but I never knew, like, that background. Yeah. You know? That's pretty crazy, dude. And what was the name of the first shop that you started? You started um, in Garden Grove, you know, or Westminster, border of Seal Beach and all that? Barbershop? Yeah. Uh, the Well, the first barbershop that I worked at was Hollywood's. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I was with, with so, Mr. Donnie? Donnie yeah. Holly? So that was the first shop I worked at. I was working in Costa Mesa and Long Beach. I was going back and forth to both. But I just had my kid at the time. So I was working working at Hollywoods and then I was working at a indoor like go kart racetrack. I was the mechanic there. Okay. So then I'd go to work at Hollywoods and then I'd go from Costa Mesa or Long Beach to uh, Brea, and uh, it started getting too busy over there. So then I kind of, my I kind of shortened my days at Hollywoods, and then uh, Ed, one of the guys that I went to barber school with, was working with Pedro at Syndicate, and Pedro had left. And then I get a call from Ed and says, "Hey, we're starting this. We're starting a barber shop in Westminster. If you guys, if you want to come work." He said, there's only, there's only going to be four of us. It'll be uh, Ed, Andy, Pedro, and myself. So I said, all right. So I completely stopped working at Hollywoods and then went to the parlor. And I was still working at the, at the racetrack, but that was kind of dwindling down. The, the, city, the city was being a pain in the ass as far as advertisement. So it was, it was kind of in an industrial area okay. down the street from the shooting range off of uh, Lambert and Barry. Ah, uh, okay. So... Uh, yeah. And that's where you met Pedro at the parlor. Well, I met Pedro before that when when I was in barber school. Um, one of my friends had told me about Syndicate 
so then uh, my friend Lillian, who has a shop in Huntington called Legacy, me and her used to used to go to the barber supply in Long Beach. So we stopped by there one day and met Pedro. So I met Pedro before before we worked at the parlor. Okay. And I heard the story that you kind of when you were at the parlor, you were that's where you were trying to you were testing out products to build your own because you got tired of using all other shitty ass pomades right in the street well, that was that's the story that i heard from uh, other other barbers well well back then there was there was no really heavy hold you know there was there was there was um like murray's and all the wax based shit but yeah tres flores remember that yeah but even 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 that was still too um it wasn't wasn't strong enough you know it's more vaseline more vaseline feel right. to it so it's funny because when i worked at the at the racetrack the owner rich I asked him. I said, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna start a, I wanna start a men's uh, grooming line. If you want to be interested, because he's the guy who had all the money. You know what I mean? I was like, 24, 25 years old at the time. I didn't have shit. Right. So he's like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on that." I said, "Okay." So then, back up even, even further. When one of the shops I worked at with my buddy um, Dave Smithley, at a shop in Buena Park. There was a guy uh, next to us, Roman, who had a chemical company. So he's the one who linked me up with um, with the right people to get to get pomade started. Oh, and which one was the first pomade they? First was a classic. The classic pomade. Yeah. And the first one that we did, we probably went through I don't know, 15 different samples. And I remember they gave they gave us a sample. And uh, when you put in your hair and you're, I'm combing it through customers at the shop and it was fucking pulling hair out. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was just like, it was cement. It was, yeah, Boom. it was, it was thick. Oh shit, dude. In fact, I think I still have that sample and it's still, still good. Yeah. Cause, um, I remember when I was at Razorbacks, there was a one can of the sample that was still there mm-hmm. on the shelf on the back. Not that that was probably that was probably um, in the the green can that said the parlor classic pomade. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first one that we went with. But before that, before we before we came up with before we came up with our our first one that we were gonna release, we went went through a bunch of samples. Damn. And then obviously you and Pedro became lovebirds and build a company from there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's 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 funny. Pedro's just easy easy to work with. Yeah. You no, know, there's nothing shady. There's nothing weird. Everything's, everything's out in the air. You know, we don't hide anything from each other. Yep, absolutely. And that's one thing that I, I, I loved about you guys. You know, as far as the company and the shop, it was always like, you know, talk to Scott, talk to Pedro, and it was like, boom, you guys were on the same page. Yeah. Never picking size or anything like that. So that was always, you know, incredible to work with you guys. Yeah. And. Watch the company grow and watch the shop grow. You know, I mean, how many how many barbers are there now at uh, Razorbacks? Uh, like seven, eight. Seven, eight. Yeah, somewhere on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the oldest barbers, uh, Johnny and Billy. So they're still there. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the funny thing is, almost almost every barber there, you know, at one point started started at the front, at yeah. the front desk, and worked their way up. Yeah, that's that's crazy, dude. So you know, when 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 they leave, you know they they can run their own shop. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things you know that everyone every barber's goal is to open up their shop or have a different 
mindset as mm-hmm. to how a, a barbershop should be run. You know? Not not enough barbershops focus on customer service. Most of them worry about their 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 image, their Instagram, and their and their social image and yep. whatever bullshit. You know, they forget about the the basics. Yeah, you know, it's all about customer service. Yeah, absolutely. That's one hundred percent agreeable, man. Because you know, I said it before. You could be the shitty ass barber, but if your customer service is on point, a client will settle for that. Just yep. because you take great care care of them and you know a lot of barbers forget about that shit you can you can do an okay haircut and have a customer for life if you have that bond yeah absolutely you know and i had a i had my share of those clients where you know at the beginning i was you know we're all we're not the best Mm -hmm. when we're starting and they stuck around and to this day they they gone where i go everybody has to start somewhere yeah absolutely man so Racerbacks, Imperial, any new adventures? No, not right now. <laughs> shit, I wish. Not with this just, shit, right? How, how was how was your COVID, like your whole quarantine shit? Um, scary. Okay. It was scary. You know, going months without making money. Um, just real scary, you know. But not and and not only for us, but for the whole hair community as well. You know, yeah. it was a rough time for everyone. And then and then you have you have the state of California saying, don't worry, we're going to help you. They're full of shit. Yeah. And that's the thing that sucks, man, because I, I applied for unemployment and they told me, nope, you don't qualify. You know, and I I've I spoke to a lot of barbers that they just didn't get unemployment. Yeah, they were screwed. So they had to go to the resource, which is like cut hair out of the garage and do other things you know which i did i i fucking cut hair i went to people's houses and cut hair i didn't yeah. give a shit you know and those people were like dude come to my house come out here we're good we know that this is what it is and you know we'll take it from there but yeah and me due, due to a shoulder inju- injury from bmx racing a couple years ago i, I fractured my shoulder so i can't <clears throat> i can't go back to a shop and cut all day yeah yeah, that, that is true. I remember. I remember you talking about that several times. It still hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It's Especially when you sleep on one side, huh? And sleeping, sleeping's the worst. Yeah. Because I can't sleep on my back. I have to sleep on my on my side or on my stomach. Yeah. You a side sleeper? I'm a I'm a toss and turn sleeper. <laughs> toss and turn sleeper. Yeah. I'm I'm the same way, dude. There's times when I'm sleeping, I'm like, fuck, my shoulder hurts, my left shoulder, and I'm like, damn, I'm sleeping on that thing all night. Yeah, it's my left shoulder. Yeah. You know, and it and it sucks because you know us barbers, we're standing on our feet, our lower back, our feet, our shoulders, you know, our neck. Yeah, even know. even when <clears throat> I want to say it was like three or four days after my crash, I had I I had no money. I had to I had to cut hair, and uh, I was cutting with one arm. That was interesting. Really, still got it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the crazy thing is that you know you're the only person that I know that knows how to cut hair with both hands. Well, naturally I'm left-handed, but growing up, my teachers and everybody kept telling me to do things right-handed. Really? Yeah. Okay. So even even still to this day, I do a lot of things left and right-handed. Yeah. But it it was naturally left, but people forced me to use my right. Even like when I when I grew up, 
probably I was in probably fourth or fifth grade. Me and my friends used to skate or take the bus to the Norwalk Golf Course. Okay. My friends would steal their dad's golf clubs and we'd go golfing, and they were all right-handed. And then what? probably probably about a year later, <laughs> my dad comes home with this fucking massive golf bag, it's just the thickest leather you could find, red, white, and blue. <laughs> I think probably weighed more than I did. And he, but he, my dad found some left-handed golf clubs. At a at a pawn shop. At a pawn shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I remember the fr- I remember the first time that I saw you cut hair at Razorbacks. I saw you grab the clipper and you were like going to town with the right hand, and then you went on the other, like on the right side of the client, and boom, went left hand, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did I just fucking witness that shit? You know. And I remember asking Billy, I'm like, yo, does he know how to cut hair with both hands? And and Billy was like, yeah, he's always done it. And I was like oh fuck no i gotta see this shit again you know and then i watched you again on the next client i'm like oh shit i'm like that was like it blew my mind that day and until this day i tell clients and barbers i'm like there's only one fucking person i know that knows how to do a fade with both fucking hands i'm like and that's scotty and they're like oh i never seen that before i'm like You'd be amazed what that fucking guy can do when he starts, you know, shear over cone with both hands, you know. And even and even and even shears, <clears throat> shears I do mainly right-handed because, you know, those goddamn shears are expensive. Yeah. What shears do you have now? You still? So I had Omegas for the longest time, and uh, I dropped them and crossed the tips on them. Ooh. So I, I ended up getting a pair of uh, what were they? Not Hanzo. Shit, I don't remember what they are. But either <laughs> regardless, they're still goddamn expensive. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I remember when uh, clippers were not even that expensive. I just I just had this conversation the other day with somebody where when I was cutting hair, you could go on eBay or whatever random ass site. You could get seniors and masters for like thirty eight to like forty eight bucks. Okay. And then I remember slow, slowly seeing like the masters creep up like five, five bucks here, ten bucks there. Now there are hundred and twenty for a pair of masters. Fucking ridiculous! You know what's funny? So <clears throat> I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Sheer brand, forty four twenty. Yeah. So they're, they're based out of uh, Brea or Buena Park. I don't well, know they where they're at H- now. Their HQ is in Buena Park. They used to be. They used to be in Whittier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was in barber school, me and Lillian and Philip. Uh, Philip Hernandez has a, a shop in Orange Circle, Circle City. So we go down to 4420 in Whittier, and their their traditional like thing shears and barber shears. The shears were like I don't know, 80 bucks or 100 bucks or something. I have a pair of those. Yeah, and never never sharpened them. Mm, so we went. I went. I went back a couple years later. I was gonna grab some shears, and all of a sudden the price like quadrupled i'm like what is going on here so i yeah. talked to the guy i think his name is michael mailman he was telling me he says all of a sudden i ch- i raised the price on my shares and they're selling like crazy he said at the at the low price we had them nobody was buying them but all of a sudden you raised the price and everybody's buying them now yeah i wish i would have bought a, a shilla you know who came across like a, a stack of shears and thinning shears 4420 uh nick because he moved out to Texas, mm-hmm. so there was a beauty supplies slash barber supplies right. that were going out of business. This was like, um, like in October or November, and he posted a picture and he bought 
like a stack, dude, for like 60 bucks. No way. All and new? All new. No and shit. I sent them a text. I was like, yo, go back and find if, if they have clippers, fucking, I'll send you $200 and send me like all the fucking clippers, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he was like, oh, all right, I'll go. So the next day he sends me a text. I'm like, dude, everything is completely gone. Oh, I bet. I was like, son of a bitch. But yeah, I remember um, 4420s. I have a pair of the thinning shears. Uh, I always wanted to get a pair of the shears, but never got to them because I have my Cadillacs. So Cadillacs were always Cadillacs. like my friend. Yeah. I had I had a pair I had a pair of gold Cadillacs. The gold yeah, ones. Yeah, one of these one of these fucking gypsy gypsy guys who comes by and sharpens them took off with them and never brought them back. Never brought them back. Fucking bastard. Yeah. I gave I gave Billy a pair. Oh, the Cadillacs? Yeah, I think they were Cadillacs. <clears throat> yeah, I have a pair of the Cadillacs, which I still use. There's sometimes the hair gets caught because they haven't been sharpened in forever. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit. So I got to do it all over again. But, uh, yeah, I love those shears. And I got a pair of the shitty-ass Hanzo shears. Fucking hate those, dude. Worth, worthless fucking pair of shears ever, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone at Hanzo's gonna listen to this shit. Yeah, but you, but you know what? The thing about Hanzo, they had a, they have a good thing going on that nobody else did, where you yeah. put that small deposit and they just do your monthly payments. Yeah, these these sheer companies are stupid for not following that model. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. that was the best thing about Hanzo. Yeah, they got you for a sucker plan, you know. Yeah, but they got it. But uh, you said you have these, you know, shares that are, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars that people don't want don't want to or don't have the the money to fork out at the time. Yeah. You know, all these all these other companies would be smart to follow that model. Yeah, you would think they would have that, you know, be like, you know what, let's do what they're doing. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, yeah, going back to Clippers, dude, Master, a pair of Masters now is 120 plus tax. You're looking at about like 130, you know. And I remember when I used to get them, they were like 75 bucks, 80 bucks tops. Yeah. So they're fucking expensive. Same with the Wall Seniors now. They're They're hitting close to a bill you know like, that's crazy i'm like fuck. most dude. of my clippers i've had since since i was in barber school you know i'm 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 mechanical so i keep all my shit you know tuned up and top notch all the time yeah yeah it's just crazy and i mean i think the most i paid for a pair pair of clippers was like 400 bucks for the the oster octanes yeah i remember when you when you bought those you know because i had that uh cordless the ngr yeah. and this bgr and then you ended up getting the octans and and then now they come out they came out with uh the andis zupra zr whatever the hell they're called i haven't even seen those yeah it's <coughs> different but they're super quiet and i compared them to the octans and i'm like damn the octans are pretty loud but i mean it is what it is you pay for the clippers so I'm, you know i've i've never had any issues with them i had one battery go bad but that's the nature of the beast. Yeah, uh, I'm, I could see that happening. You know, it's just the battery. Just, but I've boom, never I've, the motor's still running strong. I've never never had to replace anything on them. Yeah, that's good. That's freaking awesome, dude. Um, we got the little puppy here <laughs> hanging out with us. What's his name? Mickey. Mickey. Named after Mickey Ward, my Mickey. favorite my oh, favorite boxer. There you, there you go. What's up, Mickey? You wanna say hello? Yeah, I know. <laughs> So you got you obviously were right here in your garage. You got a bunch of bikes, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, there's bikes that I've collected over the year. My girlfriend's bike, my kid's bike, 
That's crazy. Um, I've always been into bikes, bikes and skateboarding. Yeah, I grew up skateboarding. I was like semi-professional in high school. Did a Vans commercial. Nice. It was fun. So, obviously, your tattoos were done by Chewy, right? You keep in touch with them? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you talk to them constantly, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Chewy, Chewy is one of, one, of my, one of my best homeboys. That's what's up, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. Started, I started getting tattooed at Tattoo Land when I was 18 by a Chris Brand. Okay. And then uh, all those guys were there, amazing artists. And just uh, back then, even still now, but back then that was like the shop to go to. You know, you didn't have social media and people couldn't connect like they, like they could now. And, right. And there's a lot of history at, at Good Time Charlie's. You know, started in L.A. And uh, just every artist there, <clears throat> they're, already, they're already amazing when they go in there. But working with everybody and everybody feeding off each other, they get so good. You know, Little Roy, Stan Corona, uh, Mr. Lucky, Van Grillo, Chewy, um, Antonio. Just everybody there is amazing. That's awesome, dude. Oh, yeah. So I always like to ask barbers um what is one story that you remember and you constantly like bring it up to a client a funny ass story that a client just fucking did in the shop and you're just like dude this is a, a story that i'll share for oh, the rest shit. of my life well in long beach there's a lot of them <laughs> I i'm sure there is you know one time one time at the shop <clears throat> it was a friday afternoon about 12 12 30 and I had the first, the first chair in front of the window. And okay. uh, across the street used to be a tuna master's. Now it's a weed shop. Now it's Haven. But they used to let us park our cars over there. Yeah, I remember. So I look over, and there's this dude trying to open up my car door. So I watch. I'm like, all right, I'll let this, I'll let this happen for a minute. Then I see him yanking on the back door. I'm like, shit, this guy <laughs> breaks a handle. It's going to be fucking expensive to fix. Yeah. So I watch him yank on this thing. So I, I grab my brass knuckles, put them in my pocket, and I walk out to the corner and I tell him, hey, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he looks at me and continues yanking on the door. And they're, my, you know how big the streets are. They're little, yeah, they're, you they're know. super narrow. So the guy looks at me, goes back to doing it. So cars pass and I cross the street and I get in his face. And I tell him, what the fuck are you doing? He says, is this your car? I said, yeah, it's my car. He's all, my niece is in there. I'm all, what? He said, your niece is not in my fucking car, dude. It's 110 <laughs> degrees out. So then he, he fucking swings on me, and I, I slip it, and it grazes my face. And the next thing I know, me and this dude are rolling around on the ground. And then we started on one side of the parking lot, and I remember seeing Pedro's, Pedro's, Pedro's red, like, square shoes, like, shuffling around on the ground. And uh, I remember I lit this dude up. And then somebody from behind pulled me. The brass knuckles come flying off my hands. And it was like you could hear a pin drop on that street. And they were so loud when they were skipping across the street. And I hear some lady at the, in her car yelling, stop, you're going to fucking kill him. So at this point, everybody's outside of the shop just stomping this dude out. And uh, so <clears throat> I remember after that, I'm like, shit, my watch is gone. So then I go inside, look for my watch, can't find my watch. So I call the insurance company, 
And they're like, well, you need to make a police report. I said, all right. So I call the police. And this this woman cop shows up. She's like, okay, we're going to have to take pictures. So she's taking pictures of my knees all bloody, my hands all bloody. And she's like, okay, i got to take a picture of your face. So then if she takes a picture of my face and I smile, she starts laughing. She's like, no, 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 <laughs> don't don't smile. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, I don't know. It's my first time. <laughs> Doing a police report. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's funny. <clears throat> so then... uh. I get home and my watch, my watch was sitting right on top of my dresser. <laughs> <laughs> so the watch was at home yeah, the whole time. Was at home. I forgot it. Oh shit, dude, that's freaking funny. Oh man. But yeah, there's there's another story though. This. All right, let me hear this. This, this one. guy that used to come in the shop, his name was uh, Lyle, one of Pedro's customers. Okay. And uh, it's like an older like Korean man, I think. And uh, he would part his hair straight down the middle. And when Pedro would cut his hair, the guy was real, I, I can't even explain this guy, but you know how you take the, when you're done, you take the cat, the, the cape and you like shake it off and you can snap it. Yeah. So I was behind this guy and I, and I snapped the cape and the guy almost shit himself. <laughs> Cause he felt it like, yeah, like, oh, it, was, shit. it was, it, it was loud. Sound like a whip. <laughs> oh man. I remember there was one time where, uh, I did the towel and I just kind of like rolled it. And Billy was walking by and I just like snapped it. And for some reason, it was just like the perfect length mm. when I snapped it. And I snapped it right in his lower back. And you just hear Billy go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to do it, bro. Like, I, I didn't think it was going to like reach, but it, it, it was just that that tip of the towel that yeah. just like you know so speaking of billy i remember one time i was at the shop in the back <coughs> and where where the you know the room in the back the little the little, yeah, space. The little room so where the hot towel cabinet is if you look through the top of it you can see you can see billy and you can see johnny oh, yeah yeah so there's a water bottle back there and both of them both of them are cutting hair and they have their back to each other so i grabbed the water <laughs> bottle and i put it put it on the stream and i spray and i spray i spray billy and he like stops and looks at Johnny and goes back to cutting and I spray him again. And he looks at Johnny, he says, Will you fucking quit it? And Johnny looks at him like, What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so then they both go back to cutting. And I spray him again. And Billy stops cutting and turns around. And I fucking I just lost my shit. I couldn't I was laughing my ass. Can he help it? Yeah. Yeah, there was one time where uh you know the back door? Yeah. There's the other door to go into the street on the side right. the side road. Um, it was hot as hell one day. It, it was like, I think it was a Saturday or a Friday. And Mike was sitting like right at the door. And I remember peeking and I was like, oh shit, Mike is over there. So I go through the front of the shop and I went around the building and I'm running really fast. And Mike is like looking down at his phone. And as I creep up to him, I'm like, row, row, row. I start barking like a dog. <laughs> He jumped out of the out of his fucking little stool and ran towards the, like the fence on the back, and he was and then I looked at him. He was like, "You motherfucker, <laughs> you piece of shit." He came inside the shop and he was angry. And I'm like, "Mike, oh my bad, bro." He's like, "Fuck that," you know. And he's tall, so when he gets mad, it's like something else. It was just fucking funny. And then Billy's just laughing, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> the way he laughs. Yeah, it was funny as shit. And Nick was like. Hey, asshole, don't be doing that shit to us, motherfucker. And I was like, I was like, ah, fuck, dude. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, my bad. You know, I didn't mean to scare you, but, you know, it's crazy stories like that, you know, that I, I like to share. And 
tell clients. The other one I told was, um, uh, I told a story about a nurse that came into the shop uh-huh. and I was like, yo, what's the craziest story? And then he tells me about a priest that he had, um, like stomach problems uh-huh. and this fucking priest stuck a, a candle up his rectum mm-hmm. backwards and, you know, like the base first and, and like he, apparently he coughed. So the whole freaking <laughs> candle went up, you know what I mean? <laughs> And when that nurse was telling me that story, dude, I was on the ground laughing. And Mike, you know, Mike used to cut hair next to me. And Mike was all like, what the fuck is so funny? And I'm like, dude, you got to tell the story. You got to tell the story. And the nurse was like, nah, dude, you tell it. And I was like, dude, this priest here in Long Beach, you know, he put a candle up his rectum and he coughed. And so the whole damn candle. And it wasn't like one of those small candles. It was like medium-sized long ones, thick, you know. So that was a funny, funny story that I shared on the last podcast. And obviously I'm sharing it because, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of oh, stories. Dude, there's, there's so many, so many stories. It's hard to remember them all. Oh, yeah. But it just in the moment, you're like, oh, shit, I got a story to yeah. tell, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get When you hear stories, it kind of triggers ones that you've heard. Yeah, you know, and that's that's one of the crazy ones freaking a but yeah it's pretty awesome dude you know um so what's your deal with what's your opinion on like this whole social media stuff um i think it's good and bad you know as far as far as a business platform it's great but i think people get too caught up with wanting to be famous and most of it is all bullshit smoking mirrors yeah smoking mirrors you know you see People that you know posting shit, and you're like, you lying-ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what got me in trouble, dude, during the pandemic, because yeah. I was I was talking shit to a lot of people, and yeah. obviously I did my little political here and there, but I was talking shit on both parties, and I got banned from social media, you know? Oh, I that's went, right, that's I right. I went to jail, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, shit, you know? So I had to create a new account, and I still had the other account, I messed with it, but, you know, it was just funny. I'm like, man, people take this shit way too serious, you know? Like, yeah. Fucking have some fun, laugh, enjoy life, you know? Yeah. Um, for any new barbers, if they get a chance to listen to, what kind of advice would you give them if they're trying to get into our industry? Um, the thing a lot of the new guys don't understand is how hard it is to become successful as a barber. You know, like I said, they see all, all, the, all the bullshit on, on social media and they think, oh... I'm going to be a barber. I'm going to get rich overnight and make money and this and that. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You, you got to put in you the got, time. You got, you got to pay your dues like everybody else. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that these young barbers or that they're in barber school, they forget about because they're, you know, they see so-and-so's platform and they're like, oh, man, I want to have X amount of followers. It's like, fuck that. I'd rather have a full week of schedule. You know? Yeah. Like, I'd rather be busy in the behind the chair than to... And that's and that's and that's that's what I tried explaining one time, that we we went and spoke at Paul Mitchell. I tried explaining that one time, and some people took it the wrong way, you know. And I didn't. If I'd rather, I'd like you said, I'd rather have a full schedule than a million followers all over the world. Yeah. You know, if you don't have people sitting in your chair, then what good is it? Yeah. Yeah, it comes. That's why I always say I'm like whenever I meet new barbers, they're like, "Oh man, yeah, I follow you on Instagram." And I'm like, "That's cool." I'm like, "All right, 
this is me. Fuck you want. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit, I didn't think you would be an asshole. I'm like, I'm not an asshole. I'm just being me. Yeah. Like this is me, dude. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't remember the last time I posted something on on Instagram. Yeah. But the but that's that's like I said, the good and bad about social media. You know, is I connect with other barbers all over all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agreed. I mean, I met some great barbers from England that, you know, I keep in touch with through social media. And whenever they come out before, when they would come out here, I'll be like, oh, shit, what's up, dude? Finally met for the first time in person, you know, and yeah. the relationship just grows from there. But And honestly, that's that's really the only thing that I have social media for is talking to people because I noticed even people that 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 live down the street. I'm like, why the fuck are you messaging me on Instagram, you have my phone number. Bro, I <laughs> fucking hate that. Yeah. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts when people, they send me a DM when I know for a fact you have my fucking number. Just text me, call right. me, FaceTime me. Don't fucking send me a DM. Yeah. like, And I won't answer. Yeah, I won't answer. I'll look at it and I won't answer. And then they'll DM me again. Yeah. Hey, I saw, I saw you saw the, the DM. Why don't you reply? And I'm like, you got my fucking number. Text yeah. me. <laughs> You know, just to piss them off. I'm like, what the fuck do you want? Like, that's one of the biggest pet peeves, you know, that I have. I'm like, dude, you have my number. Shoot me a text, you know. And don't don't be sending me DMs like, hey, bro, what time you got available to? I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm just getting old and that's the way the world is going, you I, know. Yeah. I think, I think we're getting old and social media is just like, nah. Yeah. All right. We're done with this shit. But uh, it's crazy, dude, you know. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve in a barbershop with a client? The clients that you're like, oh man. With a client? Yeah. When you're cutting their hair and they and they turn turn around and look in the mirror. Oh, dude. Tell me about that. Fuck, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> like irks me. Really? Yeah, yeah, me too. I'll be like, don't fucking look in the mirror. Oh, my biggest one or well, another one will be uh when they wanna be facing the mirror. And you cutting their hair. I don't do that. Yeah. Sorry. I had I had several people like, oh, can you turn me around? I want to see exactly what you're doing. I'm like, nope. The mirror is for me to cut your hair and to see certain things that the eye can't see. Because then all of a sudden they want to guide you through their haircut. Oh, yeah. They're, oh, can you go a little bit shorter here? A little. I'm like, I'm not even fucking there yet. Yeah. Tur probably turning around and, and being on their cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Or grabbing their cell phone to like check themselves with it like using it as a mirror yeah i'm like dude really don't do that man it's disrespectful you know just let me finish i'll give you the mirror or or if you if you you know you're doing a haircut and they answer their phone and they make it a goddamn 10 minute conversation yeah you know if you got to answer real quick like all right cool i get it let me call you back you know what i mean but like no don't have a fucking full-on conversation that happened to me once um i had a guy that answer his phone and i'm standing there and i'm like what the fuck so i walked away i went to the back and fucking start eating fries yeah i, I do the same thing I would, yeah. I would always walk away and then I they're miss, sitting there looking the around like where the fuck did he go and i'm like oh you're done all right cool i'll be done real quick you know <laughs> just to teach him a lesson but other than that i'm like dude don't do that yeah i mean i get it. if it's really really important go right ahead answer it and I do let a lot of uh, clients like that I'm really good friends with, mm. I'll be like, hey, answer it, dude. It could be important. You know, if it's the wife calling, I'm like, answer that shit. Like, you know. That's, you know, and, you know, when I was at the shop, I tell them the same thing. Like, if you got to get it, cool. You yeah. know what I mean? You get it. But you know. 
Like I said, don't make don't make a fucking 10, 15 minute conversation because I got other people after you. Yeah. And then it sets your time back and then you're running behind and clients, yeah. you know, another and one. People be, be people being late. Uh, that fucking irks me. Yeah. I, I tell clients, I'm like, you got a 10 minute grace period. Anything past that, we got to reschedule or cancel or because it's unfair for the other client that yeah. is here on time to be seated late. I give know? them. I, you're nice. I'd give him five. Yeah, I, I push it to ten. Even even if I knew, even if I knew that I could get it done, just to make a point. Yeah, makes sense. You know, I know other barbers are like, nah, it's cool. You get here. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, yeah, it's unfair for other customers that are on time. Now they gotta wait yeah. an extra fifteen minutes. You know, yep. they got a schedule. They got shit to do, and I get it. And you know, I wouldn't want to be seated late. And I told that to uh, one of my buddies. I went to his shop, uh, and I got I walked in. I made an appointment with him, but in, under a different name, mm. just to fuck with them. And I was like, he's like, hey, what's up, bro? And I'm like, hey, I saw him your next appointment. You're already fucking three minutes late. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, fucker, that's me, your next appointment. And he's like, oh, shit. I'm like, come on, man, you know the deal. Like, you know what's up. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. So I just gave him shit for it, you know, the rest of the haircut. That's funny. You know, just to fuck with them. But, yeah, dude. Well, Scotty, thank you for allowing me to come to your house and do this little small podcast and get you on, yeah, on the absolutely. board. You know, I Anytime. appreciate you. Love you, brother. It's always, always good here. to see you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to I gotta stop by Imperial. I mean, you guys are you guys open now? Uh, sort of? Yeah, it's... Online shipping? <laughs> Yeah, so we Tim is the only one there right now, doing online mm. stuff until everything gets back to normal. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, this is this area is what city of LA, right? LA County. Uh, well, Imperial's Orange County. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, once you guys get back open on Imperial, I want to stop by, say hello. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hopefully, get the old man pedro he's probably asleep right now it's like nine in the morning yeah you know, he's probably taking a nap he's on his third nap <laughs> pedro's kind of listening to this shit but like you fucking asshole <laughs> you know but uh thank you so much brother i appreciate you yeah of course um you know and any last words you want to tell no just good luck to everybody you know in the shops coming out coming out of this yeah man um you know um, we're 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 way behind on our rent and luckily, you know, the landlords weren't working with us at first, but they're working with us now. So other than that, we would have had, we would have had to shut the doors. Fuck. So it's going to take, it's going to take, you know, a good minute to get back to somewhat being normal. Yeah. Along with the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. And I'm, I'm really hopeful that every barber gets back on track. Every shop gets to get back on track and, you know, let's move forward and, you know, I'm always I'm always available. If you guys ever need help, only a text away. Yeah, same, text, same here. You know. always, always at the house. Always yeah. in the garage. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Well, people, enjoy this podcast. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Later.